In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice. Cause I speak of the pompous of love. People talk about me, baby. Say I'm doing you wrong. Folks, I'm about to do what might be the most important podcast of my career. This is a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap, episode 11. You guys, you don't even know, man. I this this aired on Wednesday night, and I have thought I've I have eaten, breathed, and slept real this episode. I have just watched it again. I am so fired up. I am so, I am, this is how much energy I wanted to give you. This is, is that I already had a cold brew coffee, you know, but that was hours ago while I was double checking all of my notes and kind of reading the internet. I scoured the internet. Uh, you know, we might do some diversions here and there because I wanted to be prepared for you guys 
because there is just so much to cover. But then I was like, you know what? I'm feeling a little low energy all of a sudden. So I got a, <laughs> I got a second coffee. So I am amped, you guys. The reason I'm, I would usually just stuff my face with food, but I'm on this stupid, stupid detox and I'm on day four of it and I'm like so hungry, but I think that's just going to feed this pod, you know? Like I, my anger is going to go directly into, why did you have to do that to me, Garcelle? <laughs> Holy shit, folks. You know what? If you look at this season as a whole, this is, like I've said before, a magnificent season. And last night's episode did not disappoint. Now, it's funny. I saw some comments of like, well, I'm not really digging this episode. Like, are you kidding me? Look at these small moments. They're giving us so much. They're giving us so much. Everything was a clue. Everything was like a Taylor Swift riddle. Like, who? what did she know? What didn't she know? Tom has a house somewhere. Like, there is so much to decipher. And that ending, folks, that ending. Whoo! And then, of course, we have Lisa Rinna's DMs uh, or her Instagram stories today. <laughs> it's my Lisa R- That's what Lisa Rinna sounds like when she, when she posts a story. <laughs> and Harry's like... Babe, I'm out gardening. Please don't. Um, you're scaring. You're scaring the zucchini plants. You're scaring. <laughs> uh, and by the way, did you see the preview for next week's episode? We find out that Harry Hamlin has acrylic nails. Like, can this season get any better? I mean, we all assumed Harry Hamlin had acrylic nails, but just to have photographic proof, like, I like to have the acrylic nails for my gardening. I don't have a shovel. I shovel with my acrylics. <laughs> Okay, Uh, I am hungry, I am starving, and I am passionate. Those are the three things that you need for a good recap. Um, Let's see if there's any business to get it out of the way up top. What a great week, man. The Bravo docket, Sophie Ross, Joe De La Rosa from Real Housewives of Orange County, and Monique Samuels from Real Housewives of Potomac? Get the F out of town. Come on, tell me that didn't knock you off your coal mining ass. And then to, I mean, this... This is like a chef's kiss, and I was only a small part of it. You guys were the big part of it, listening, and the Pete, like Sandra's been helping me book guests. Uh, I, I know our, our friend Marissa is helping with the Facebook group, where where we have this Facebook group, and I, I I need to get better at it, but I am getting, I'm going to get better at it starting now. So go join the Facebook group if that's something of uh, interest to you. The thing with the Facebook group, and I was I was just uh, texting with. Marissa about is that I always kind of shied away from it because I've been in Facebook groups, you know, and they're always, and by the way, let's mark this, uh, let's timestamp this as me saying this officially. So when it all goes south is that Facebook groups usually end in some really kind of really weird, horrible argument and like people take sides and I've seen it before. And then the group has to be deactivated or something. And, you know, Facebook groups are amazing because you make so many cool friends and you like share opinions, but then at some point it turns and it gets really dark. And I just want to make sure mine doesn't. And especially when you're making fun of things like I make fun of, it sometimes can get dark really quickly, you know? So that was my concern. But I'm just going to say my concern and then we'll see whatever, which way the wind takes us, you know? Um, let's see what else. Uh, thank you to everybody that's left Apple podcast reviews, five-star reviews. It really helps. Uh, if you don't like the pod, I'm so sorry. I totally get it. So many pods to listen to just don't review it at all. Maybe that's what I ask. 
Um, I'm seeing Bill and Becky Bailey this weekend in Arizona. I will tell everybody uh, that uh, I will tell them that you guys said hi. I have to go back for a buddy's uh, dad's uh, funeral, uh, which is very sad, but uh, I didn't think I was going to go back so soon. But like I said, I'm just living, I'm going to end up living with my parents. We all know it. Why are we even just, why are we even pussyfooting around? I will eventually live with Bill and Becky Bailey again. It's a prophecy, unless one of you can save me. Uh, thank you for that. The Patreon is there. I'm about to release a Potomac recap, and we did a, a really nice shooting the shit episode, which is like an hour and a half with me and Baditza Lopez, who does all our graphics, where we just kind of just talk about whatever. It's just two friends shooting the shit and we talk about some really personal things it's a lot looser than this and you're like well this is pretty loose no it's 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 different kind of loose um and there's a lot of different content on there if you want nyc prep recaps that's there summer house recaps that's there last season potomac that's there um okay i think that's all the business here we get to the fun are we okay so last time we um Last time where we left off, you guys, we were in La Quinta at Kyle's nice La Quinta Palm Desert, uh, amazing kind of mansion place. And Erica had, you know, just finished like Tom crashed his car, then walked out of his car, then fell down a cliff. I saw that man's I saw that man's arm fell off. Then his eye popped out. He lost all his hair. I saw a poop shoot directly from his anus. Like, she kept adding to uh, the things that were wrong with Tom. And everybody was like, oh, God, that's horrible. Except for Sutton. And Sutton was like, I want pancake cake, I say, I say. Mm-mm-mm. Pancake cake. Which, by the way, this pancake cake, I I have thought I've now had the pancake cake. And I got to tell you, I was idiotic i thought it would i thought it would literally be um like pancakes stacked on top of each other with like i don't know like icing like in between the pancakes because i'm like just i don't know just a horrible person i just thought and to me that sounded like amazing i was like wow it's like an ihop pancake cake you know um to me that, that that would be very exciting to have but uh, no, I did receive a pancake cake and it was just amazing. Uh, it was from listener Susan Cohen and she lives on the other side of the country. I think she has a family and she's like super nice. And she wrote this really nice um, letter or text to me just saying, I, I just wanted you to have ha- uh, just a little bit of the happiness I get each day with your pod. Los Angeles can be a rough place to be, and sometimes just getting an unexpected surprise helps one feel that they are making a difference in someone's life, which you are. So Susan Cohen, that is amazing. I'm not going to uh, tear up right now, but I am going to bring this pancake cake home with me to Arizona so I can make sure Bill and Becky Bailey eat this pancake cake, and we can all do Sutton impressions with, I say, I say, this pancake cake is delicious. (laughs) She's... Now starting to sound like a a Baptist preacher in a way. Okay, so let's get to this. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, episode 11, Ice Queen of the Desert is the title. So Ice Queen, of course, if I was to take this literally, which we're thinking of Erica Jane, and they're in the desert. So I'm no genius, but I think that's what it means. And uh, the last week's episode ended with the the Rinna cackling of like, (laughs) I'm not 
not sure how deep it is with Scott and Amelia. <laughs> so new scene. It's the next morning after that uh, little dinner party. And guys, the place looks like shit. It looks like holy hell. Holy hell. There's plates everywhere. Just bottles. I mean, really, like this is, it's like a shithole. It's like, it's like a kegger or something. It's old school. I feel like there's some kind of sorority or fraternity. And I'm already, when I saw this the first time, I'm already like, if they fucking show a dance party with these, if if I see Kyle doing the splits, I'm going to jump out of my one story, like first story window. It, I, I was like, I could already see, I already saw the flashback happening, you guys already saw it. I was like, oh no, they're going to show them dancing again. So Rinna is the first one comes out and she's in, of course, a ridiculous outfit. She's in these tiger silk PJs and a bucket hat, a black bucket hat. And, uh, she's like, do I need to filter this coffee? Do I need a filter for it? And Sutton comes out and she's like, good morning, Rinna. I say, I say. And she goes, I see dirty dishes. And Rinna is like, ha, 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 I'm looking beyond the dirty dishes. And Kyle gets up. She's like, good morning. And, and Rinna goes, good morning, sunshine. Rinna is that person that is just so, I wish I was a morning person, honestly. Like, I'm upset at Rinna for being a... I'm upset at Rinna for so many things, but being a morning person is one of them. It is something that you either have or you don't. And I think, like, it's so upsetting that us not morning people, we get shit on a lot. It's scientific. It's brain chemistry, guys. We can't just force ourselves to be happy in the morning. And if we if we were, we'd be a sociopath. We'd be Jax Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't, like, please give us non-morning people a break. I would love to have energy in the morning, but honestly, at this point, it takes me, I think, a good eight hours to wake up. Like, by the time I wake up, it's, like, close to my bedtime, I feel, like you know? So, Rin is already, like, chipper, like, ah! And, uh, Rin is like, do you have somebody coming to clean up? Because I can't, I'm not going to lift my bony fingers. And, uh, Kyle's like, yeah, they're, they're going to come, they're coming, which is just so funny. I love when you're so rich. That you're like, fuck it, I don't even need to put shit in the trash. Like, isn't that a wild thought where they are so wealthy that they're like, I don't... It's like Erica Jane when she's like, I I don't even know what a debit card is. I've never handled cash in my life. It's the same way with these rich ladies and she's like, I don't know where a trash can is. Like, what are these trash cans you speak of? Like, I thought they magically get taken away by, by people in uniforms. Um... Dorit comes out and she's like, beep, boop, 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 boop. I need coffee so bad. And uh, we find out that uh, after Erica left last night, and we see this flashback of Erica sauntering out after revealing, and I believe Erica thinks she gave the performance of a lifetime. So I see her sauntering out and it's kind of downtrodden, but to me, it is performative downtrodden. Now, I want to stop to take one second here to say, guys, these are just my opinions. Everybody has their opinions, and they are always not mine, which are the correct opinions. Uh, I obviously have been gifted with a, an ability to have the right opinions, but I know that not everybody is going to share in these opinions. Now, just remember, it is okay to get angry. It is okay to get upset. But remember, at the end of the day, we are here to laugh. And I have read everybody's uh, other opinions, believing in all of Erica Jane's performances. Like, if she was this good uh, in Chicago on Broadway, they wouldn't have shut down. They would have they worked right through COVID. Um, but I just know that these are just my opinions. So this is a podcast. 
you can start your own. It's very simple. I can walk you through it, but these are mine. Okay. So I believe Erica Jane walked away very satisfied last night. Mind you to La Quinta to the, uh, I forgot what it's called. I've stayed there before, but really nice villas. Uh, where they actually shot uh, the season of the, the the COVID season of the Bachelorette with Claire Crawley. It's very nice, very expensive. So we know she saunters back there, and she looks downtrodden, but I could tell she was like, I did what I needed to do. <laughs> did you see all those hand motions that made me look like I was going to sneeze? But we knew it, it meant I was dealing with trauma? <laughs> Eat your heart out, Stella Adler. Um, <laughs> eat your heart out, Marlon Brando. Eat your heart out, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I, I don't know why I chose Ryan Reynolds. Um, so they said, you know, Erica left, you know, and uh, she had to go back. And, and Dorit goes, she held it inside. All of her pain, she held it inside. And Sutton goes, it reminds me of Bunny Madoff thing. What is actually happening, I say, I say. And then uh, Kyle goes, this is what I, why did it turn into a dance party? I don't know, because we like to have fun. And then it turned into a dance party. And then you, you see, you guys, the most haphazard dance party. Like, Rinna's, like, humping the, the like, the little mini bar. <laughs> like, the mini bar, if it was a Pixar movie, was like, Jesus, I'm being assaulted. Please. Jesus, I'm being assaulted. Rinna's humping me. Ugh. And <laughs> you hear Kathy go, go, Doogie. Go, Doogie. And it's, like, exactly. But it's weird. It's, like. And by the way, I just had this image of like, after the cameras go off, Teddy Mellencamp sneaks in. Hey guys, did you miss me? And every Kathy's like, "Who's this? Is this are these the is this the people helping with the the Red Bull cans, the pickup?" Um, but it it looked like the saddest dance party, and you always get it from these shaky iPhone footage. But I'm telling you, watch it back. Lisa Rinna is literally hit humping like the mini bar, like. Please, uh, uh, I'm going to call Harry. Make it stop. Um, and she's also, you hear it, she's cackling as well. She's like, ha, 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 ha. I'm humping a mini bar. <laughs> and Rinna asks, um, we're back the next day. And Rinna goes, Kyle, they're all sitting on this couch now. And she's like, Kyle, did you, did you drink a lot last night? And Kyle's looking at her phone. And... Kyle goes, huh? And Rick goes, what's happening? And Kyle goes, is Tom in the hospital? And then she's reading and she goes, hospitalized for a serious illness. And Rinna goes, what's happening? Rinna, if you listen, you're going to find out everything that's happening. I love people where they know good damn well that they're finding information at the same time other people are finding information and they still want you to tell them what's happening. We're going to, it's going to be okay. We will work through, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to read this together. How about that? Like, it's all we, I think she thinks she's helping the scene. Like, I'm filling dead air. It's okay to sometimes just chill. By the way, I, I know the hilarity of that statement since I don't chill on this. But, um, Dorico's, it says it's, like, she already read it. So she's like. Old news. It's it says he's hospitalized. Um, and Rinna says, "Oh, it says he suffered a serious illness. Illness in recent months. They said he was in the hospital, but not now." <laughs> and Kyle says, 
Ugh, so much she can't talk about. It's never-ending. I gotta work on my Kyle voice. It's like, there's like a gravel, you know, there's a gravelness, a graveliness to it, you know? So Kyle goes, there's so much, it's never-ending. And Rico's, it's over for him. It's over for Tom Girardi. Beep, boop, pop, beep, boop, boop, boop. And Kyle, in a talking head, goes, um, every day, new allegations. She's having to deal with this. And I love that they go back and they show all the ladies and they're all wearing those under eye patches and they're always different colors. But I got to tell you, it's still it's shocking. It's like it's like an older version of Coachella. You know, I always feel like somebody they're going to like drop like, you know, they're doing Molly and about to dance at a rave. But I guess these under eye patches help your eyes. Is that true? Do they work for guys like do you just slap them on? Are they reusable? I need to know more about these eye patches. They look cool. Do you wear them out in public or is it just hanging around with your ladies crystal comes in remember she stayed at la quinta and uh this is awesome this is a great moment uh crystal walks in is like hi everybody and and kyle goes i love your pants and we see this quick look from sutton it's like no those are ugly pants i'll say i'll say ugly kyle you have no you have no fashion sense at all, Kyle, I say, I say. But it was just this such a quick moment, and it's so shady, and the cameraman whipped to Sutton's reaction so quickly. It was so beautiful. This crew, hats off to this crew. This is what I think, this is teamwork. You know, everybody is working at such a level here. You got to hand it to the crew. I don't care if Lisa Rinna says they're not, you know, showing arguments and all that. Who cares? We are creating art here, you know? Sutton looking and sneering at those pants, just amazing. And Kyle goes, we're riding electrical bikes today. And Sutton goes, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm a feet I'm a feet on the ground girl. I don't know. I don't know from no electric bikes. I want to stay and drink my mint juleps. And Erica goes, Erica saunters in. She's like, hi guys. How's it going? And Brenda goes, you look cute. And we, we see Erica's outfit and she's like wearing literally bright yellow neon. It's like, you look cute. I saw a lot of girls wear this kind of stuff in fourth grade, you know. And Rena goes, did you sleep? Did you sleep, Erica? Did you sleep over there? And Erica goes, a little, a little bit, a little bit. And uh, Erica goes in a talking head, last night was really intense. And with the lawsuit. And hearing a lot of all of this stuff, I've got a lot of anxiety right now. All the ladies are hugging her. You know, they're all, to their credit, they are bandying around her, trying to support her. And, you know, I get angry at it, but you got to look at that situation. If you're going to be fair about it, you know, these are people pretending to be friends with each other. So you have to... Be friends. I mean, in that case, what are you going to be like? You know, get the hell out of here, I say, I say. Your husband was made the made Fox News today. Like, actually, Sutton will do that in upcoming episodes, but you can't really shun yet. So they are doing exactly what we would probably do in that situation without further notice, right? So it's like we, as Bravo fans, watch these shows. We watch them two ways. You watch them completely jaded as fuck like me, or... You watch them um, like a lot of the audience where they just believe everything, like anything that's presented to them on the screen. They're like, "Okay, that makes sense. Yes, that is. She's very upset. And of course she would be that she is getting a divorce. That is makes very sense. 
but we've got to peel back the layers. This is an onion. This is a mystery. We've got to discover. By the end of the season, we've got to solve this case, folks. Um, so they're all hugging her. Uh, Dorit goes, are you coming, biking, honey, please? And Dorit comes down, and she looks like she's in all red, folks. Um, Kyle the Ragamuffin, who, uh, Kyle, I'm so sorry if I forgot your real name. Uh, she tweeted that she looked like the, uh, red Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, which cracked me up because she has these red futuristic glasses. And I just love that Dorit, she's not giving us a lot of plot line this season. And you know my feelings on this. She doesn't have to. She created Dorit's, Dorit's room at Buca de Beppo, and that's all we need from her. But she still brings it in the sense of like, I will give them fashion. Of course, beep boop, boop, boop. I do not have the storylines of an Erica Jane this season. But what I do have is a matching red weird biker outfit with matching red shades. Beep boop, 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 boop. Little Jagaloo, will you help me? Will you help pick out Mommy's palm desert? Mommy, I don't want to. Jagaloo, please. I want to come with you, Mommy. No, Jagaloo. These ladies are crazy. Boop, 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 boop. Will you bring me back chocolate, Mommy? Of course, Jagaloo. So I think when Dorit pops up, to me, it's like a Kathy Hilton effect where I dig it. I think I like I really love. I love it. I think it's really fun to watch, you know. Um, But Erica isn't going. She just came to say hello and then she's just going to like lay around and probably go through people's luggage and stuff and purses if they left them there. Uh, but Dorit goes, I just realized Erica's going through so much. Dorit goes, I know she's going through a lot. And this is in a talking head. But I didn't realize how much it means her not sharing how bad her life is. But why doesn't she trust me and open up about her struggle? And I love that Dorit's, the reason Dorit is possibly suspicious of Erica Jane is because Erica Jane is not personally opening up to her. Like, I love that. It's not really any of the facts of that. She's like, why wouldn't she come to me, Dorit? Dorit Kemsley. I keep secrets like a vault. Please, Erica, please trust me. If you trust me, I will believe your story. So we find out that little nugget. All the ladies get on these electric bikes. And I shit you not, guys. It took, I, I timed this on my Apple iPhone. Yeah, I have an iPhone. It took... Two seconds for Rinna to cackle once she got on the bike. It was like, what? Hey, like, ah! <laughs> she goes, they oh, don't get hit by a car. They go so fast. <laughs> and I know this is horrible, but I'm just saying if I drove past, I'm, I'm, I would never hit. That's just, that's disgusting behavior. And that's even not even a funny thought. But I would swerve near. I would I would I would put the fear of God. Like I would I would just go, This is for Denise. This is for Denise. <laughs> when I come at Rena, I, I just picture myself as like like an actual troll. Like one of the like the that scary movie Leprechaun. Ah, Rena, what'd you do to Denise? I am gonna avenge Denise. Um God I miss Aaron. Do you guys remember Aaron, Denise Richards' husband? Where, he, you know, he was like, 5G towers, you know. This is what happens. When you are a good-looking man with a huge dong, you think you own the world. You know, you think the world is your oyster. In a lot of ways, it is. But you also, I think, are more susceptible to batshit theories about the way the world works. And nobody ever tells you you're wrong because you're, like, got a huge dong and you're good-looking. So, like, Denise Richards, I don't even know if she even enjoys talking about 5G or Faraday cages, but she's like... He's great looking. He's got a huge dong. I love having sex. So, 
yeah, honey, tell me all you need to about 5G, you know, like, but that's when, when, when we saw him at that dinner party last season and everybody was like batched, like just going like, what the hell? Except for Mauricio, who was like, I fucking love this dude, man. I am selling so many edibles right now. This guy rocks. And every, I mean, because those people aren't used to hearing batshit things, but I would give both of my, not even just my left nut, both of my nuts to hear Aaron's take on this Erica Jane stuff of like, you know, we should hook her up to one of my machines and see if she's lying. You know, he's got some kind of like weird spiritual machine that like goes deep within or something. So anyways, shout out to Aaron Pfeiffer's. We miss you, brother. We would love to have you back on for a friend of at some point. Um, so they get on their bikes. They're all just having the time of their lives. Uh, new scene guys, she does it again, man. Princess Kathy comes down out of nowhere and she goes, Kyle, everybody's got Kyle. Kyle had it. Kyle said it at 76 degrees. It's too damn hot in here. <laughs> Are you 76? It's not, by, by the way, it's winter in Los Angeles when they're filming this. And it's like, it's a nice temp. Like I, I love Kathy's need for extreme air. Uh, she would hate it at my parents' place. My mom, I found this out. Like, you know how I was telling you when I stay at my mom's, they keep it at like 81 or 82. And some of the times they don't turn it on at all. And I found out the other day, I thought that was both of them together. Turns out my mom is in charge of the AC. And I watched my dad had to ask for permission. Was like, hey, do you think we could open up the uh, the, the windows and... Oh, no, she's like, do you think we could close all the windows and turn on the AC? And my mom looked at me and was like, 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 do you need AC, Ryan? And then she was like, I guess. And my dad looked at me and was like, Jesus. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't know that she was the queen of AC. But I love the thought of, I mean, if some AC company or fan company doesn't like hire Kathy Hilton, like literally a Kathy Hilton only fans immediately, then people aren't thinking. Kathy, this, people that rep Kathy need to get with it. By the way, Paris Hilton's new cooking show I watched. It's actually really cute. Kathy Hilton is in an episode and she lets her daughter Paris shine. You get a few Kathyisms, but you can tell she's mama bear in it. But I, I, I thought it was really interesting and fascinating. And also what's fascinating is Paris Hilton drops in and out of her voice so much. Like she'll be like, that's hot. And then she'll be like, that's hot. She really is getting more comfortable with talking in her natural register, which I just find fascinating. So Kathy comes down and she has those like little eye patches on too. Um, You know what? They're kind of like fashionable pirates. Like they don't cover the full eye, just underneath the eye. And uh, Kathy is just standing in front of the fridge to get air. She's like, oh, fridge air. And Erica goes... I have mine at 68 back at the hotel. Because remember, she's an ice queen. I sleep in 68 degree hotels. Ice queen. And Kathy goes, I'm going back to bed. I want to close my eyes for a little bit. Kathy Hilton lives, you guys. I thought about this. She lives like she is constantly hungover. And I don't even think she drinks that much, but she lives like she's like, you know, I'm going to go back to bed and watch. Just have Lifetime on in the background. I hope there's a... I hope there's a Jersey Shore marathon on. I'm just going to keep that on. Just doze in and out of sleep in a nice room with 10 fans on me. Mm. 
So a new scene, we see all the ladies, they're in town off the electric bike. They're in a coffee shop. And I'm like, here, like, these are the things when I see where they are, my mind now is working so fast where I'm like, fuck, Rena's going to get caffeinated. And they go to town, Rena goes, I'll get a cold brew, iced coffee, please. And this poor coffee shop, which, by the way, if anybody knows the owner of this coffee shop, I would love to speak to them about the experience of this 30 second scene. I just would just, <laughs> oh, this is good. You could just hear Rena go, oh, this is, oh, this is a good cold brew. <laughs> and Kyle, they're, they're like sitting now in this like little uh, beautiful grass area. And it's a ring, 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 ring. And Kyle goes, hi, Kathy. And Kathy goes, I need a straw for my shake. Do you have a straw? Do you have a straw for my shake? And then she goes, can you bring me a straw and chia seeds? Chia seeds, please. That's all I ask, Doogie. Please, please. I've done so much for you. Can I get a straw and chia seeds? Get the woman a straw and chia seeds. She's a legend for the love of God. And I just love, because I don't think it's audacity when it comes with Kathy. I think it's deserved. I think this woman really, like I said, has done enough. And she forgot her metal straw. She didn't, you know, who who amongst us has, has forgotten our, our metal straws on a trip? Who amongst us has remembered their chia seeds on a vacation? For those people, cast the first stone at Kathy Hilton. But I'll tell you, I've never packed a metal straw or chia seed. So I know exactly what Kathy's going through right now. But chia seeds, it's this, I used to put them in health shakes all the time. It's like a super food kind of shit. Who knows if any of that stuff works, but they're definitely seeds. And I just love the commitment to health on Kathy. What an angel. And, um... And Kyle's like, Kathy, I'm on a, I'm on a bike, Kathy. And she goes, it's what I need, Kyle. If anyone has chia seeds or a straw, I need them. And Kyle, as he gets off the phone, they're all laughing. But Kyle goes, you have to remember, she lived in the Waldorf Astoria, you know, so she's used to being served. And we get a flashback pic of Kathy at the Waldorf with, like, big, tall hair. I got to tell you, I don't think Kathy was that attractive back in the day. But I, I told you this before, I kind of I kind of think Kathy's attractive now. Like something, I don't know if it's a, like something is working for me, you know, is anybody wanting to go as Kathy Hilton for uh, Halloween or just any in general? <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you, she's doing it. I mean, the glasses, the straw, the chia seeds, it's all working. Like nothing is not working on Kathy Hilton. And Rinna goes, maybe we're all jealous of Kathy. <laughs> you think Rinna? You're jealous of literally everybody and you work behind the scenes to destroy everybody. Of course you're jealous. And Dorico's, we don't need, we don't need to be, uh, we don't need to be sufficient. We all just want to be Kathy. <laughs> beep, boop, pop, beep, boop, boop, boop. And Kyle says, well, imagine being married to someone, you know, uh, they're, they're now talking about Erica and Kyle goes, oh, imagine being married to someone who's 81 and they're cheating on you. Like, I love that. That's still the big thing of like. This guy's still as bad as our young husbands and he's 81. Like, I almost feel like Kyle says it in a way of like, fuck, I have to worry about Mauricio in his 80s. Like, I'm worried now, but like, I have to, like, I think at some point, some decade, I'd have to like stop worrying. So I think it's like this weird kind of thing Kyle keeps telling herself of like, damn, these men always have to be watched. It's just horrible, you know? Ooh, sorry. I had to go take a little five minute break to punch some walls. I got so angry reading some, uh, 
Erica Jane uh, stuff online. Uh, also, I was just online. Uh, I know I talk about John Mayer a lot. Um, uh, my friend Holla Backcard, Danielle, is doing a John Mayer um, bracket thing. So go vote in that if you're a fan of John Mayer. Uh, like I said, I don't want to like him, but dang it, I... I just, I just don't like people that present as perfect. You know, let's, let's see, let's see the bad stuff, John. Let's see the bad stuff. Okay. Back to this, but we got to, let's come on guys. Concentrate. We're, we're trying to do this right now. Oh, also Sophie Ross, the pop culture roundup on Monday. Uh, she's already, we're, we're already fired up about this Greg guy from the bachelorette. If you're watching, this guy is a D bag and we, she's got a lot of information we're going to go over. And also, uh, real quick on that moment, I want to thank all of the essential workers out there, all of the nurses and the doctors. If any of you guys are working, I read this and I have to reply back to it still, but a, a nurse about how much they're working again and how beat they are. And I just, I mean, what they're doing for us and and how much work they're putting into helping us survive this fucking beast of a thing like honestly thank you hats off that is i i can't imagine being that selfless and helping us through one of the worst times that we will ever go through um you know i mean like i said once this is all over we'll be able to say we survived a pandemic but only thanks to people like the essential workers the nurses the doctors and my you know so anyways just thank you real quick okay we're back to this we're back to this stop talking about essential workers and talk about me erica jane um so kyle's like yeah i can't believe uh, they're gonna cheat when he's 81 and dorit goes She's still worried about protecting him. Boop, 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 boop. Hope someone advises her to not protect him now. Who's advising him? It's me, Mikey. Uh, Kyle says, um, she's not going to get a penny. And Rena goes, there's not a penny to get. <laughs> and uh, you start to really realize through this scene how important, and I know this is obvious, but how important money is to these people. Like, imagine this. The first thing they're really talking about in all of this is the money. They're not talking about emotional needs. They're not talking about, well, you know, she was that he was never there for her emotionally. He, you know, they're talking about, well, there's not, there's nothing to get. There's nothing to get. She's going to be broke. That is, I think when you live that kind of lifestyle, you are almost forced to think about money nonstop. So when things go wrong relationship-wise, I, I, it seems like or it presents as in these scenes that money is the first thing that is always worried about. Not can she find another man to emotionally satisfy her because that's out the window. We know supposedly this was not an emotional satisfying relationship, did not hit those pleasure buttons, if you will, you know. And I just thought that was kind of weirdly dark, but actually gives you great insight into how all of these ladies think. I mean, even Sutton, Sutton later on goes, you got to get a financial accountant. I say, I say, you got to find out where every penny goes. Uh, so new scene, they come back on the electric bike bikes and Kyle goes, we're going to play croquet late. No, I'm doing Rena. <laughs> Kyle goes, we're going <laughs> to damn it. I wish I had a Kyle. Kyle goes, we're going to play croquet later. And Rena goes, I'm going to go get myself ready for croquet. Erica, we find out is asleep. Kyle goes, let's decorate the Christmas tree. And Sutton just looks confused for a second. I don't know. She was like, I'm not here to decorate no Christmas tree. I got people for that. Are you kidding me? Um, And we find out that this is just horrible. 
they did not get Kathy the chia seeds. And in what kind of hellscape are we living in where this angel sent to us cannot get some chia seeds from a family member? What the fuck is going on here? All of these ladies should be ashamed. Erica Schmerica, Kathy needs some damn chia seeds and nobody's going to go, you know what? We're back here from the electric bikes. Let me hop in this huge SUV that I rented for the weekend and let's go get some chia seeds for Kathy. God knows she would do it for us. And, um, you know, it's just all she asks. And we find out that night that they're going to have dinner at Erica's little, little place that she rented a hotel, remember? Because she, she she's going through stuff. So, you know, we picture her a little room at the Holiday Inn because, you know, last week or last week's, the two weeks ago episode, she's like, I gotta watch everything I spent now. Now I'm just checking pennies. So in my head, I'm like, okay, so there must be a Best Western in the Palm Desert at some place, you know, like a nice $50 a night get up where it's like, a, you know, you got your bed, you got your TV, maybe a couple cable stations, whatever. But right now, she's got to worry about the money, right? So that's, in my head, I'm like, wow, how are they all going to fit in a tiny hotel, you know? Like, I would have been like, let's let's do the El Torinos in Palm Desert. Hey, I know, there's a Chili's. It's hot girl Chili's summer. <laughs> so Sutton goes, um, Erica's all of a sudden up from her nap. And Sutton goes, Erica, you have a house here, I say, I say? And Erica goes, yeah. Tom does. And she says that lightly. Like, Tom does. Like, where are you going with this line of questioning? And they're like, where is it? And she's like, I don't know. Tom is the only one who knows. Like, it's like, it's a secret house. It's invisible to the world. It's like a Wonder Woman house. (laughs) Nobody's ever seen it. It's made of invisible glass. They made... (laughs) They based a lot of the Harry Potter invisible disappearing cloak it's made the house is made out of the same material i've never seen it i've only read about it. i've only read about it in magical books <laughs> i've never seen it's so silly you guys because i have to pinch my nose every time i do this so i just <laughs> This house is where David Copperfield built this house. Only Tom and David Copperfield. (laughs) (laughs) David Blaine. Only David Blaine. Where's the house? I don't know. Let's get the magic castle on the phone. They're like, uh, it says the Girardi's house on the outside. That's a sign. It can be anybody can make signs. It's a magic house. I have no idea where it is. And I never have. And if you say differently, I'll kill you. Um, so, uh, she's like, I don't know the address. And they're like, well, your name is probably in the homeowner directory. And you can, Eric is like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh Oh, this is going to get me busted somehow. Uh, I've never heard of a homeowner directory. Kathy has her eye patches on still. Erica, I believe in this scene, kind of looks a little downtrodden again. Um, and Erica's like, sure, if you find that homeowner's directory thing, yeah, I want to know where it is. She looks bewildered. 
And this is one of those moments where I'm like, you can't be smart and dumb at the same time, right? So we're supposed to believe that Erica Jane is one of the smartest Erica Jane has told us at times. But then do you notice how lately she's been playing the dumbest? She's in the dark about everything. Yet in multiple episodes, we know that she knows a lot of things about Tom's business. I'm not saying she knows all of where the money was going. No, but I'm saying I do believe she knows exactly where they had properties. Because remember, Erica Jane played the white party, which is like the annual gay like gala. I believe she played that one year. Wouldn't you stay at your place in Palm in Palm Springs? You know, like just. Like, wouldn't, you know, Tom be like, hey, we, uh, we own a place down there. Why don't you stay there? You know, Tom would never let me stay at his secret Palm Springs invisible mansion. Remember, this relationship up until, you know, according to her three years ago was decently solid, even though he was, you know, potentially or he was cheating at times. But it was still solid. We saw him on an episode two years ago where he was like, ha ha, let me tell you a story about how I was with John Wayne when I was a kid. <laughs> and everybody's like, Tom, you're you're a bad boy. I'm the bad boy of podcasting. Don't forget it, everybody. Um, So I don't know. It's like one of those moments where like, Erica, do you know or don't you know? Like, I feel like, you know, I feel like, you know, where the house is and it's okay. You know, it's sold, but what, you know, I, this thing of like, I'm dumb all of a sudden, and I don't know any of the things that we've ever owned yet. You've bragged about all of the things you've owned. You bragged about private jets and jewelry and all of these things, but you don't know where the, I was always completely ignorant about the houses. When it came to houses, Tom didn't tell me shit. He just let me buy massive amounts of jewelry and everything I wanted. He bought me Mikey Minden. Um, so she goes, I've always been told we have a house here, but I've never gotten an address. And Kyle in a talking head goes, how do you own a home and you've never been there? And uh, you would think, because they keep cutting back with Erica Jane and a talking head. And I would think even for the talking heads, do you wonder if there was a lawyer present? To be like, Erica, you can't say, no, Erica, we, no, cut, cut. I was just thinking, do you think Erica Jane's lawyer is going to be at the reunion seated like right next to Andy? Like, Andy, let me stop this line of questioning. I'm going to stop. I'm going to shut this down right now. Erica, do not answer that. Do not answer that. Rena, stop. Come. (laughs) Sutton, Sutton, please do not come for Erica. I am Erica Jane's lawyer. You will not be coming for Erica. Not on my watch. Not for $12.50 an hour. I will prevent you from coming to... And then Sutton's like, I got my lawyers here too to battle you, I say, I say. Hi, I'm Sutton's lawyer. She will be able to come for Erica. And if not, I will put your ass in court. <clears throat> I'm, exp- I, I'm unhinged today. I'm so sorry. Um, so Erica says, uh, I asked about the Laquita house and I never got a straight answer. Like, what does that mean? Like, Tom... Tell me about this Lakita property. I'm too busy right now, babe. I'll tell you later. Tom, uh, it's later. Can you tell me about the Lakita property? I gotta take a shit. I'll be right back. I'll tell you after that. Tom, come on. It's been months now. Can you please tell me at least about the Lakita property? Does it have a backyard? I can't hear you. I'm breaking up. I'm on the 405 right now. There's so much traffic. Tom, it's me, Erica. Me and Mikey are here. We were just talking about properties. Is there any way you can tell me about the Laquita property? Um, Sutton, this is amazing. Because they're all talking about being confused about houses and stuff. 
And Sutton goes, I found out later I was part owner of two minor league baseball teams, I say, I say, which is just the most Sutton thing ever. Can you, and by the way, right then and there, I'm like, make that a TV show, make that a reality show of Sutton, you know, my name is Sutton and I'm here to clean up this minor league baseball team, I say, I say, let's do a Ted Lasso, but with Sutton's track, you know. I'm going to destroy this baseball team, I say, I say. I'm going to hire the worst players to get back at my husband. Um, Erica says, um, well, someone has to be in that house. What's going on in that house? So she tries to present this mystery. Erica says, uh, is there a whole other family down in that house? I thought about all of it. And here's the deal. I don't think there was anything where Erica didn't know that much information. Like if Tom had a secret family, like remember Tom has kids and all that. They were all, they all know each other. In fact, I, I can't say that, but, (laughs) but, um, I'm just saying Erica knows more about, like, she was not just like somebody that just spent money and didn't know anything about Tom's personal life and vice versa. So the, the act to play that right now is very odd to me. You know, it doesn't work. I own two minor league baseball teams. I might own a third. Um, so, so there, Erica says, uh, well, someone has to be in that house. What's it going to do? Just sit closed? Erica, yeah, that's half of what rich people's properties are. Have you ever walked around a rich neighborhood? Nobody's ever home. I always think about that, like, wouldn't it be awesome if there's, like, some kind of Airbnb for, like, kind, respectful people like me that I can just go house-sit these rich people's homes? They don't fucking care if it sits closed. Are you kidding me, Erica? You know that. Erica says, uh... You know, Kathy goes, well, I I have homes all over the place and I get confused and I, I need help. I do. I don't even know. Where are we right now? Is there, Are we still in Los Angeles? Where is this Vegas? Where are we? God damn it. This fucking trash truck. My God. Sorry to take the Lord's name in vain. It's just always there's always trucks or gardening going on. And I'm like, Los Angeles is filled with podcasters. This can't be good for any of us. Um, so, uh. You know, Kathy's like, I, I don't know where I currently am even. Is this my house? Kyle, are you sure this is your house? Is this Kim's house? Uh, Erica said uh, uh, in a talking head, she's like, it wouldn't work if I called to find out about the house. But I guess if it was Kathy, <laughs> Kathy could probably get where this house is. <laughs> Kathy's trying to be funny, you know, like hoping that Kathy will enjoy her talking head humor and like want to help her out in some way. Erica, by the way, in my opinion, is acting like she's not bothered here, but secretly I feel like she's tense inside. She's like, oh, really? This kind of extra house? Oh, whatever. Uh, Look at my nails. Hey, what's on TV right now? And Rena brings up the hospital. Rena's like, they're saying he was sick, and that's why he wasn't paying those people. (laughs) I think it's the lawyer saying that. Um, Which is just a wild thing to introduce of you guys... It's he's sick, and that's why he hasn't been. That's why he's illegally been doing things for forty years. He's sick. He's sick right now, and that's why he hasn't paid millions of dollars out that he had spent in other places. It's because he's sick. And Erica says, uh, "I don't know what that is or where it come from. Please don't talk about it." And Kyle's like, "Your mind must be racing right now." And Kathy has her drink, her shake. My lovely angel. And she is just drinking after they, she, they brought her straws. And then after all of that straw stuff, she's just drinking it. She's just drinking it without the straw. And a lot of people are like, why isn't Kathy using the straw? But I want to say, 
F you to all of those naysayers. Kathy is getting over this major hump of she's so used to drinking with a metal straw. And you guys, she is she's going, you know what? I don't have a metal straw or I didn't have a metal straw, but let me see if I can do it anyways. Let me push myself out of my comfort zone. Can you say the same thing for you guys when you don't push yourselves out of your comfort zones like Kathy Hilton? It was amazing to watch her victorious in that moment. And uh, she's just she's there drinking her drink. And they're uh, they're all going out to play croquet. And Kathy goes, I'm going to finish the shake and I'll meet you guys over there. And she has her eye patches on. And you can just tell Kyle every time she looks over at Kathy, she wants to laugh. I really love it. I love watching Kyle react to Kathy because Kyle is so used to watching Kathy. But she knows Kathy's new to a lot of these ladies and probably to us. And she's aware of that. And you can tell there's this secret little glee in Kyle When she's just like, man, wait till people get a load of Kathy. I really, I would love to ask Kyle this one day if like that's what she was thinking in some of these scenes. Um, Rinna, by the way, is doing something completely annoying. She has brought double hats to play croquet. So she's wearing like a baseball trucker hat. And then she also brought this kind of straw sun hat. And I'm like, you know, make a choice. You don't need two hats, Rinna. I know this is a small detail, but that's what that's what I'm here for, you guys, the small stuff. She brought double hats, and it's wrong. It's wrong. Uh, Rinna goes, because <laughs> they don't know how to set up croquet, and Rinna goes, uh, Rinna calls, like, Siri to, uh, hey, Siri? Hey, Siri? Hey, Siri? Good afternoon, Ryan. How can I help? Can you call me Lisa Rinna? From now on, I'll call you Lisa Rena. Sorry. Okay. I change your nickname on Apple Watch. Oh, my Apple Watch just got activated. Okay. Lisa Rena it is. Oh, no, Siri. I just changed my name to Lisa Rena. Wait, wait, now let's do it. Wait, wait. Hey, Siri. Say my name. You're Ryan. But you asked me to call you Lisa Rena. Thank you, Siri. But so anyways, Lisa Rena is like, hey, Siri. <laughs> How do you, how do you play croquet? And you can just tell, even though Siri's a computer, she's like, I don't have time for this bullshit. Please don't dance in front of me. Please stop. Please, please stop. Lisa, please, please don't ask me questions with Lisa's like, "Ah, Siri, Siri, please don't cackle in the phone. Please don't cackle in the phone. Shut me off. Shut, turn phone off. Turn phone off. Poor Siri. Uh, Erica Jane finally reads the directions. She's like, you hit the balls into this. And Ren is like, in the old days, I used to play croquet at my house. <laughs> but then we got a pool. And there's like a little montage of them playing croquet. This is very reminiscent of the 1989 movie Heathers, uh, iconic movie with Christian Slater and Winona Ryder. If you haven't seen it, one of the funniest dark comedies I've ever seen in my life. Um, Sutton is... Uh, I didn't get that. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Siri. Okay. So Kyle uh, Sutton is the only one that knows, like, kind of like, I'm here to play croquet. I'm a southern lady, and that's all we do. Does anybody have any uh, iced tea I can sip while I hit these croquet balls? Sorry, one sec. Got to check in on my minor league baseball teams. Um, Kyle says, getting out is a good distraction for Erica. And Erica says, this is supposed to be fun, and I feel worse. <laughs> and Rena is just 
all of a sudden slamming balls and destroying things. Like, ah, I'm hitting with a mallet. <laughs> Every time I picture when Rena just freak, it's like the, the mini bar from earlier. I just picture these balls of like, please don't hit us. Lisa, please, please just go put your attention on something else, Lisa. I'm just a damn croquet ball, Lisa. I've done nothing to you. Um, they're done with the game, and all of a sudden, Kathy comes sauntering in. She's like, what? Are we playing Duck, Duck, Goose? Because <laughs> they're all sitting in a circle. And uh, Tariqa's, did you get the two straws I left for you, Kathy? And Kathy's like, no. And Storit's like, I put them underneath your door. Which is just awesome, just thinking of, like, Kathy accidentally stepping on metal straws. And Kathy's probably like, oh, I think there was just a little piece of my foot that exploded. <laughs> Kathy, uh, they mentioned that Garcelle, uh, they're like, did, you know, did Garcelle come? And Kathy's like, I didn't see her, no. And they say that Garcelle is going to stay at the hotel as well because of, you know, potential COVID things. And then they're like, or something else. And Kathy goes, we'll find out tonight. And... Rena says, yeah, it could be both of us, me and you, Kyle, that she doesn't like. <laughs> and there's a flashback to Rena and Garcelle calling a truce and we'll just take it one day at a time. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to force the relationship. And Kyle goes, did she ever follow you back on Insta? And Rena goes, I don't know. <laughs> I don't check those things. I don't care. Bullshit, Lisa Rena. You knew Drizzy, Drake, Champagne, Pape, Pape. Champagne Pappy, you knew Champagne Pappy was following you, Lisa. You definitely know who follows you and doesn't follow you. Champagne Pappy follows me. <laughs> you definitely know. And Kyle goes, in a talking head, she goes, I know, I checked. She doesn't follow either of us. <laughs> you know, I do. I got to tell you, I like Kyle because Kyle is the kind of petty that I am. Or not petty, but just the kind of, I think, wants to be liked by everybody. And is genuinely worried when they're not liked. You know, like I, I, I empathize with that. That that makes sense to me where I'm like, what did I do to this person? You know, I, I can be like that. And it's not a, an attractive trait, but I definitely can be like that sometimes. Um, and Rinna in a talking that goes, well, it's a shame if she doesn't follow me because I'm so fucking funny. <laughs> I, I sometimes just can't because that's it. Like Rinna is like if Marvelous Miss Maisel wasn't funny, like Rinna is Jenny McCarthy when she was on Singled Out. Rinna confuses being loud with being funny. Rinna's like, I'm the loudest. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a regular Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> you know? So a new scene. Uh, all the ladies are back at the place and Garcelle comes in in a full hazmat suit. And she's like, where are those COVID bitches? And Kyle's like, oh my God, you're crazy, Garcelle. Everyone get down here. And this is one of those moments where I was like, oh, five seconds, prepare yourself for a Rena screech. And Rena goes, ah! <laughs> and then at a talking head, she goes, this is the Garcelle I love. Free, fun non-judgmental. I love this Garcelle. I love when she's in a hazmat suit. Fuck off, Lisa Rinna. You just love, like, 
I love this Garcelle, the Garcelle that's actually not coming down on me for Denise. Like, oh, all of a sudden, since she put a hazmat suit and she's like carrot top, you find her like, oh, this is the good, this is the good Garcelle, the one that isn't coming down on me. This is the good one. I like this one. Uh, Garcelle, uh, so that that's all happening. And then they all go back to the rooms and Garcelle goes to uh, Crystal's bungalow um, and Crystal goes, you know, everything's okay, but I feel like I've been here for a week, which is pretty funny. And Crystal goes, you know, Garcelle, you missed a lot last night. Erica Jane wore her heart on her sleeve and, um, she goes, he was cheating on her. And Garcelle's like, wait, Tom was cheating. And we flash back to Garcelle asking Erica, uh, was he cheating? And Erica's like, no, no third party on my part. No, no cheating at all. And Garcelle's like, I don't know why she wouldn't admit that to me, especially with my background. Guys, it's your... Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline old friend ryan you did not start the pot over again it is commercial time but also a commercial for a brand that i am proud to represent and that is dame so we've talked about on this show before that we should definitely seek out what's right for us not compromise on what is most important now our relationships they should add value to our lives especially in the bedroom right so why don't we think the same way about our sex toys 
Now, Dame Products, this is why this company is cool. It is a a woman-owned sex toy company. They're making the next generation of vulva-tested, vulva-approved vibrators. I've said vulva way too many times already. So it's founded by a sex educator and an engineering whiz. Dame develops toys with the help of real humans and couples like you. They're closing the pleasure gap and helping the world one vulva at a time. So their vibrators and accessories are made with medical-grade silicone, smart design principles, and lots of love, earning glowing press from the New York Times, W Magazine, and many more. So whether you're a couple looking for an extra boost where it matters or on a journey of self-exploration, which is a very valid journey, by the way, and everybody should have a journey of self-exploration at some point. But we are sure here at So Bad It's Good that they will earn a spot on your nightstand. Now, I personally recommend the Ava. It's a couple's vibrator giving you clitoral stimulation during penetrative sex. It's flexible wings tuck under your labia for a snug fit. And the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days. So your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. Listen to that, okay? Like, really, 60 days Satisfaction guaranteed. That's a huge thing, hassle-free returns. So go to dameproducts.com, D-A-M-E products.com forward slash so bad today for 15% off site-wide. Again, go to dameproducts.com forward slash so bad today for 15% off site-wide. Even if you don't buy something, folks, go use my little www address and see if you like something on there. You never know, right? You never know. And I will tell you the last time that this commercial uh, was on uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple people bought products and they said they're really good. And I, I, I have a product um, that I guess, I guess I'm waiting for the uh, right person to break it in with. <laughs> fake it in with but you guys this is the real deal this is a real company they seem to be doing it the right way and i think it's really cool that a woman uh founded this and then it's run by women you can't have better than that women know what women want so okay i have talked about this way too much mom if you're listening i got you one too mom so if you guys don't know she mentioned it on the show but i'm going to go into this just a hair just because i think it, it provides context and uh, I think you understand Garcelle a lot better and why she's such a hard ass sometimes is that so she was married to this dude, this big agent in L.A., Mike Nylon, and they were married, I believe, for like nine years. And she found out he was cheating for five of them. They had, of course, their two sons together and they were very much uh, or I think there was a very she thought was a very good relationship. Um, so this is an, uh, from heavy.com, an article, but uh, I had heard about this back in the day because my friend used to work at CAA, the agency he worked at, and I had always heard about this. Like Garcelle, this is like a, dec- a decade plus ago, but I had heard about this because it went around like kind of industry circles, and I always just thought it was interesting because I knew Garcelle a little bit from acting. Um, so when she discovered ex-husband Mike Nyland cheated on her, the former Jamie Foxx show star sent an email to their friends and family. She also CC'd his co-workers at the CAA talent agency. Um, and this quickly got picked up by the New York Post and was published for the nation to see. Um, so she titled the email, you guys, Tiger Woods, Jesse James, Mike Nylon. Now, Jesse James, of course, remember that tattooed cheater that used to be married to Sandra Bullock and then all that shit came out about him a decade ago? He's kind of been forgotten about, I think, but all cheaters. And so the email goes, 
What do they have in common? Dot, dot, dot. I found out today that my, in capitals, husband of almost nine years has been having an affair for five years with some slut in Chicago. I am devastated, exclamation, 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 and I have been duped, exclamation, exclamation point. Our boys don't deserve this, exclamation point, she wrote in this 2010 email, according to the New York Post. Uh, Bouvet later regretted writing this message, telling Oprah Winfrey in a special in 2017 that she had done a lot of growing since the email. Bouvet discovered the infidelity when she went to use her then-husband's phone and found a I love you text. I looked again and I said, what's this? That's pretty much how everything changed, she told Winfrey. Bovey was not happy to find out the letter had been leaked to the public. When I actually looked and realized it had been leaked, I was sobbing, sobbing. It's embarrassing. At the same time, you're in pain. It was another part of the, the, the devastation, honestly. To get over the cheating scandal and embarrassment, Bovey started to go into therapy. I did all the things they say you should do because I didn't want my adult drama to affect my kids. It was important for her to be healthy mentally so she could be the best mother possible for her three children. I couldn't have moved on and been a good parent and co-parent with him if I didn't do those things. We're doing the the best we can for these boys. They deserve it. So, uh, I mean, that's just, she's definitely been through the cheating aspect of that stuff. You know, so I think that is a really important thing to note. And that is why she is wanting Erica to open up to her and why she is, I believe, very honest in her sympathy and empathy for Erica Jane. You know, she has been there, at least for the cheating aspect of this. So she is kind of like, wow, that's so weird that Erica didn't say that to me. And uh, it's, you know, she's just kind of like, that's very curious that she wouldn't tell me in that moment. So we're now in a new scene later that night at Erica's quote unquote budget room at La Quinta. Crystal comes in, all the ladies come in and she's like, wow, this is like a Biza. This is a mansion. And guys, it is like a mansion. What she is in is the biggest room at one of the fanciest hotels in Palm Springs. Um, honestly, it had its own private pool in the background, the backyard and a hot tub. That was, that was a, I've been in one of those bungalows. It is very expensive, very private. She had the view of right next to the mountain. This isn't somebody that's like looking to save money because, and she says like, well, Leah, my assistant has to watch my dog, you know, like, no, 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 no. Guess where Leah, the assistant can watch your dog at back at your house in Hancock Park, maybe don't bring the dog. Call me crazy. I don't know <laughs> if it's stressful, you know. Um, so this, I, I'm just telling you, this is not somebody looking to save money when you're dropping ten grand. You know, I mean, come on, come on. Like, really, honestly, call me an asshole if you want. But like, if you're trying to save money, this isn't it. She should have stayed with Kyle at the house. Period. She had no problem going there to sleep earlier. Like, I, I just, it doesn't, no, no. And and like I said, if you need a hotel room for private stuff, you can do one much smaller. Maybe don't, you know, if this is really happening, the audience isn't that cold where they wouldn't understand of like, oh, of course she wouldn't be able to have a huge room or throw a party at her place. Of course, of course she couldn't. You know, Dorit's not renting some place to throw a party, which, by the way, I always wonder if Dorit's like, fuck it, we're next. Oh, no, please don't look into PK's dealings financially. Beep, boop, pop, beep, boop. Jagaloo, please don't look at our Wells Fargo statement, Jagaloo. Um, 
I just think this is ridiculous. And when I saw which room she was staying in, I was like, that is insane. Like that is just such a waste of money for so many reasons. So many reasons, you know, and Garcelle goes, um, so Garcelle sees Erica and she's like, girl, girl. And she goes, what doesn't break you makes you stronger, huh, girl? And uh, Erica goes, really? (laughs) I'm waiting. And I just kept writing, how is Erica affording this? Kathy is in this green, beautiful outfit and she tells Garcelle, she's like, red looks great on you, Garcelle. I'm shocked she wasn't like, Kyle, Kyle, you look great in that red outfit, Kyle. Um, so this is when she tells the ladies, Leia, her assistant there is to be with Tiago, her dog. And Kathy's like, oh yeah, back in the casita. There's a casita in the place. There's not, there's the main thing. And then there's a casita. And Erica goes, I just had to learn to go to the bank in March. I didn't know what debit cards, like, honestly, I didn't know what debit cards were. I just learned how to direct deposit. Did you know of this financial institution called a bank? I'm sorry, but fuck off. You were a secretary and a go-go dancer. You know what a bank is. 22 years ago, banks existed, and so did debit cards. Bullshit. And for Erica, who is somebody very smart and very, like, about, like, paying attention to the things and the people that could get her a leg up, no. 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 I'm sorry. No. Bullshit. This is bullshit. You cannot play smart and dumb at the same time. And, um, Erica goes, uh, yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're staying here. I don't, you know, we have to do everything here in this huge mansion place. I don't have two housekeepers anymore. Um, and then Erica goes, yeah, I also learned, I learned how to go to the bank in March. I didn't know how to deposit even money. And Garcelle goes, we need to learn how to take care of ourselves, ladies. We do. And she goes, 22 years. It just wasn't my life. I didn't take care of anything. I was a real piece of shit for 22 years. I didn't know anything about anything. I was a real bump on a log. Like, I just love that we're now saying, like, I just didn't question anything. I just was given money. And I just spent, 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 spent. What is money? Can anybody show me a dollar bill? I've heard of these things. I've never seen one. Oh, the first time I've seen actual green cash. They've had cash for 22 years, Erica. Oh, I just must have, uh, weird. Uh, anyways, gotta go. Um, so Erica goes, uh, sorry, ladies, we had to order room service tonight and it all arrives in these bags. And she's like, let's not be precious about this. Okay, ladies. And Eric, like this is, and I love all of these ladies reactions to like, oh, cute. Crystal's like, oh, that's cute. What a throwback. We're doing retro tonight. And it's just like they're cosplaying commoners, you know, like, oh my God. It's like when we didn't have money, which by the way, room service at this place is fucking expensive. The fact that they, they went through all this trouble to like pay, you know, uh, 10 grand for this place, but they didn't think to bring some plates and silverware. What the fuck is this assistant doing? Like, honest, sorry, Leia, but what, honestly, what are you doing that you, or was this part of the, the kitschy bit of like, let's make people believe we're, you know, like, I'm sorry, you're not poor when the steaks at this place cost $50 for room service. But Erica's eaten out of the little Tupperware that they give you and they're all like, oh, <laughs> Rina's like, I spilled salsa on myself. 
Kyle was like, oh, I made lasagna last night and a big thing of bread and Kathy didn't help at all. And Kathy goes, I helped. I, I swept the kitchen. And they're like, you slept it. You swept it with the grill, the grill spatula, Kathy. Well, it, it still, it, it worked. And Kyle goes, you don't even know what a broom looks like, Kathy. And Kathy goes, I do. I ride one, darling. Iconic. The lady is iconic. Has a witch joke at the ready like that. Give me a. And Kyle goes, hey, by the way, Erica, we Googled your address for your home, your invisible home that you don't know here. And you can just say Erica's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And there's a flashback to Crystal and Kyle looking at it. And it's less than a mile away from Kyle's house. And it turns out they sold it. And they sold it in 2018. And Erica gets that information. And she goes, how can he sell it without telling me? And Sutton goes, you can't. I say, I say, you cannot. And when they do the forensics, they will find it. I say, I say. And Sutton in a talking head goes, forensics is super important. They can determine spousal support. I say, I say. And uh, Kyle's like, yeah, sold in 2018. And Erica goes, nice. And Sutton says, Erica. Your forensic team is more important than your lawyers, especially because these men, these men that do us wrong, I say, I say. It goes through your whole financial history, Erica Jane. And Lisa is just bobbing her head up and down with her John Bon Jovi hair. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like she's listening, but you can just tell she's thinking about Scott and Amelia. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's like, I'm acting, I'm bobbing my head like I'm listening, but I'm wondering who, I'm wondering if paparazzi are getting photos of Amelia with Scott. I sure hope so. I hope I didn't send them on. I hope I didn't send those paparazzi to the wrong place. Dorit is going, uh, do you think they can find money? And this is, gets weird. They're like, do you think they can find money buried deep, deep, deep offshore companies deep? And like, they're using weird hand signals. It's like, so they're like deep. And son's like, yeah, son goes, took it was took. I say, I say Turkish and Caicos deep, the deep, 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 boop, 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 boop. And they keep saying deep. I thought I was having a stroke at some point. It was so bizarre. And, uh, Sutton goes, my ex-husband's team, they're excellent. You want to know where exactly every penny is, Erica Jane. And Rena says, you know, big money. You want to find it because you get half of it. Rena goes, ah, you know, you got to discover it. Erica is kind of just pushing food around her plate, just staring at her food. And there's a pause, a light pause. And Kathy goes, let's go around the room and say one word we, one word we think about ourselves. Can we do that? And... Dorit, you first. And Dorit goes, oh, no, I'm about to short circuit. One word. So many words. Should I do Jagaloo? Should I do uh, Capri? What should I do? And then she goes, I've settled on a word. Hardworking. Boop, boop, beep, boop, 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 boop. And Kyle smirks at the table. And then they're talking head. She goes, Dorit, you forgot talkative. The shade. The shade. Kyle goes, for me, I got to say honest. And Kathy, it's Kathy's turn. She's like, there's too many. I don't even know why I suggested this game. There's too many. She goes, I would I would have to say proud. Proud. And they all fawn. Because being in Kathy's presence, you got to fawn. You're got like, God damn it, Kathy, you're so good. And Rena goes, great word, Kathy, great word. Crystal goes, uh, hmm, I will. I, you know, I can't think of a word. And Kyle goes, what would Confucius say? And Erica laughs and goes, shut up. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just called her out like that. That's kind of racist in a way. And 
Kyle's like, no, she's actually related to him. They're not She's related to Confucius. And there's a flashback to Crystal letting Kyle know that Confucius actually is one of her relatives. Uh, her dad grew up in the, the same, was born in the same village as Confucius. She has the longest family tree in the world. Uh, they go to Sutton for that word, and Sutton goes, eccentric. And she nailed it, eccentric. And everybody's like, yeah, uh-huh. And Garcelle's like, right, right. Erica Jane goes, um, let me see a word. A word for Erica Jane. Tough. But not in the sense of kick your ass tough. But mentally, I'm really tough. LOL. No, you aren't. She literally thinks she's outsmarting everybody at this point. You really, she really does, like, mentally tough. Yet she breaks down all the time. And this is like, and I got it. I was thinking a lot about this because I was like, okay, are we being too hard? Or am I being too hard on Erica Jane? Maybe. Sure. Okay. Uh, maybe possibly we all go through seasons in our lives, but for somebody that has been inherently cold for all of their time on the show, now we're supposed to believe this open wound we're supposed to believe this open wound who has somebody been strategically calculated in not even her talking heads were even calculated and mapped out. She rehearsed her talking heads for all of her seasons. And you don't think she put that same care and detail into this bullshit? No, I don't buy it. I'm sorry. She's doing a performance right now. In my opinion, remember you can have your own opinion. That is just my opinion. And Garcelle says, my love, we are so similar. My love, a hard shell, but we're a very fragile person on the inside. You've had to fight your way up, Garcelle says to Erica. Very, you know, nice. And Erica goes, and I'm not done. And Garcelle says, no, you're not. Not done at all. And I'm not worried about you, Erica. And Kyle says, um, Erica projects this tough girl persona, but you can only take so much. Will she come out on top? I don't know, she says in a talking head. So the, the dinner of this, by the way, I don't know if we, did we get Rena's word? Rena was like, annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> so all the ladies are getting ready to leave. The Erica Jane got through that night. All the ladies leave. The next day we're in Garcelle's room. Uh, she's talking to Taz, her assistant. Uh, Garcelle has a little bit of a headache. She might've drank too much and she's decided to go hiking with Crystal and Erica while the other ladies go shopping. And Taz is like, good, you've done too much damage Xmas shopping already. So glad you're going hiking and not shopping. Also, I do have to point out, I love Garcelle in this episode, but why did she dress like a cat burglar? And she literally, I was like, is she going to break into someplace? She's in an all black with like a black skull cap, but not even a skull cap, like literally a skull cap that I've seen on cat burglars from the seventies. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, did anybody else go like, why is she dressed like a cat burglar? I don't understand it at all. And by the way, can we start saying cat burglar more often? What a beautiful word, cat burglar, Uh new scene. We're in the house and Randy goes, we're going shopping. I'm so excited. <laughs> Kyle goes, if I don't buy gifts for the girls, they won't get it in time for Christmas. All they'll have is this huge mansion and, you know, their college paid for and everything that we've given them all their lives. And Rena goes, Harry, Harry Hamlin said, if you don't get, if you don't get your presents today online, you won't get it. And Kyle goes, well, this man knows shopping, which by the way, I just wanted to be a fly on the wall for that. Uh, Lisa, uh, you know, today is the last day to do any kind of online shopping. I was on there getting some fertilizer for our garden and I was checking out some Y2K panic rooms uh, 
I bought a panic room for you and Amelia, and I put me and not Amelia in a separate panic room just for sound. Um, and we're going to do some test runs on those panic rooms, but I bought a beautiful one on Amazon, but today's the last day you can get any of those things. I'm Harry Hamlin. Uh, so we're in a new scene. We are at the Cove Oasis trails, this hiking trail, beautiful hiking trails in Palm Springs. And Erica goes, there's something really special about the desert. And there's like little animals scurrying by. And, you know, everybody's just in awe of the desert. You know, the desert really is something to be in awe of. Really, it's a, it is a mag- I will agree with Erica. It, Erica, you got me. It's a magical place. Garcelle says, you know, my mom lives in Miami and she's always so afraid of little animals like lizards scurrying by. And she lets us know they're like, you know, were you how many uh, how many kids are there? And she's the last of seven kids. And she's like starts, you know, uh, well, there's Marcus, Chantel, Elle and. Oh, I forgot one. Oh, Carol. I forgot Carol. <laughs> they keep saying it's so pretty. It's amazing. And then they make their way to this top of the hill. We cut to a scene with the girls shopping. And they're like walking down the street. And it looks like a female version of that Tarantino movie, Reservoir Dogs. Where it's like, ding, 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 ding. But it's like, it just looks like if bad fashion threw up on people. And they go into this first store and they're, it's like one of those stores where there's champagne with like berries in it. And I got to tell you, I shop at Old Navy, O-N, and uh, the own, and they never, I I miss the day, like they don't do the champagne there with the berries, or at least they don't do it when I'm there weekdays only. Um, but the, the champagne and Sutton like, Oh, happy holidays. I say, I say, give me one of those champagne. Give me champs with a berry in it. In it time. Sutton is all in pink for some reason. And, uh, Sutton tells Kyle, you look very British today. I say, I say, why is there another garbage truck? How much garbage is on the street? This is crazy. Like, honestly, did you, I, am I going out of my mind? We already, you hit this street already. Man, I get all amped up and then a garbage truck comes by, which is kind of like a metaphor for my life. Um, so like, you you look very British today, cow. And then Kathy calls her daughter, Nikki Hilton. And she's like, hi, mom. Hi, Nikki. And Kathy passes the phone to Kyle. And Kyle's like, I want to, I want you to see what your mom is wearing right now. And she's wearing like a pink jacket with like a blue and white blouse and a bucket hat with gold chains. I personally find it lovely. Uh, Nikki, though, looks amazing. She matches her Hermes, Hermes pillows. And then uh, Nikki's like, yeah, your outfit is awful, mom. Bye. And hangs up. And Kathy goes, I'm not at a fashion show right now. Jeez. And uh, Kyle goes, you say that every day, Kathy. And then they giggle. Ah, oh, God, Kathy's amazing. Um, and Kathy's like, we're, we're on a girl's trip. What am I supposed to be all dolled up? <laughs> Cut back to the mountain with Erica, Crystal, and um, Garcelle. And they keep going, wow, wow, wow peaceful garcelle says erica goes so what's going on and garcelle says nothing i want to find out where what you where you're at erica do you wake up in the morning and say what am i facing today and erica goes yeah it's a new story every day there's a hearing today in chicago i don't know what about yet i'll find out and Crystal goes, you don't have to be a part of it. And Garcelle says, okay, so his business was his and yours was yours 
Did you get an allowance? How did it work? God bless you, Garcelle. God bless you for add the voice of all of us. You, you're, you're, yes. And Erica Jane or Garcelle says, you know, I, I know I'm not supposed to ask about these things. And there's a flashback to her asking Sutton about her money. But she goes, it's killing me inside. It's killing all of us inside, Garcelle. And Erica goes, no, I didn't get an allowance. And Garcelle pushes a little further. Did you share everything, like the house and the finances? And Erica Jane says, that was kept very far, far, far away from me. So far, like I said, I don't know what money is. What's a bank? Who knows, right? <laughs> I don't know anything about money. Please don't ask me any. I don't know. Do things cost? What, is, what does cost mean? I went to a store and I saw these weird hieroglyphics. You're telling me those are prices? What a price? What does a price mean? So Erica Jane in a talking head goes, I lived on credit cards. Tom had the cash. And he gave it to me. So I would say, Tom, can I have some cash? And he would just give me money. Wouldn't you love if this actually happened? See, like, Tom, can I get a 20 spot? I want to buy a new toy. I want to buy a new video game for my Game Boy. Here you go, Erica. Here's a 20 spot. A little more, Daddy. Okay, you've been good this week. Here's 20. What about for Mikey? Can we get some cash to Mikey? Some walking around money, if you will? Erica Jane says, um, Tom did all of that. I'm not privy to anything. Privy to anything is a very calculated phrase, if you will, you know. And Garcelle goes, that's good. That's good. It's very good. Keeps you away from it. And Erica Jane says, hey, it's not my business. It's not my law firm. I'm not a lawyer. I do not have anything to do with anything. And Garcelle says, uh, any of these lawsuits... Did you have a heads up before? Is this is this why you got divorced? Chef's kiss, Garcelle. Beautiful question. Amazing, amazing work right there. And then we cut to commercial. We come back from commercial. We're back on top of the hill. And she goes, no, I did not. No, I did not. Very firm. Like she was like, bam. No, I did. Read my lips. I did not have sexual relations with Monica Lewinsky. It's like a firm lie. It's like a Bill Clinton lie. I did not have sexual relations with that girl. No, I did not. And she goes, this was a long time coming. A long battle with someone whose personalities completely changed. Three years ago, I don't know if you've heard, he had a terrible head injury. <laughs> Which is, I think she's, re you know, referring to the infamous car crash in Pasadena, you know, of the... Well, yeah, I think he crashed, and then he walked out, and he fell down off a steep cliff, and then he passed out for 12 hours. He broke his clavicle shoulder, but he was able to reach into his cell phone, and he called me, and I thought he was at a, his bitch's house, but I went and grabbed him, and he didn't call the 911. Who knows? That head injury. And Garcelle says, really? And she goes, yeah, significant shift in his personality and who he is. Uh, we do another flashback to the car accident conversation. Um... She goes, a severe decline. It comes down to simple things like all of a sudden there was no conversation. The back and forth was no longer repetitive phrases, forgetting what we were talking about. I would hear the same story ten times in one day. And the rage, the rage. I was a whipping boy. <laughs> Sorry. I was a whipping boy. He would lay out on me the anger, frustration. I took it all. 
And Erica goes, my grandmother had Alzheimer's. I knew that this is what that was. But he denied it of himself. And Crystal says, yes. You know, because remember, her dad went through this. And this is all textbook. So I don't know. But I am saying he is, what, he's an 83-year-old man at this point. And he, I mean, there is mental decline. I, I mean, it has to be. But remember, he's kept all of these balls in the air, all of these lies, all of these lies going for decades and decades, long before some head injury. Long, I mean, that's what I was like. Don't try to put this narrative out there that, oops, I've been cheating for 40 years because of a head injury I got three years ago. That's not the case. No. But also, we've got to now add in the thought of, well, that's weird. Erica Jane now is leaving the love of her life potentially that I was going to be with this man till the day he died when he needs her the most in sickness and health, right? In sickness and health. So if she's saying, okay, let's well, if she's saying she didn't know about these crimes, she didn't leave him because he was a criminal then, right? So she leaves him because she found out he was cheating on her 10 years ago, which she knew 10 years ago, by the way, I can assure you, she, I know she, I'm telling you, I know, I'm telling you, I know, I know. So she left all of a sudden, even though last episode, she's like, where would I go? Where, where, where am I going to go? So all of a sudden she decided now she's going to go in sickness and health, right? In sickness and health. So why did she leave? Why did she decide to leave? Because it was too hard to watch him go through this mental decline she's talking about? Because she's not saying, oh, I found out all these bitches he was with and that made me like, no. he, I was taking his rage and all of that stuff. In sickness and health though, right? So it's a really bizarre situation because you have to look at it the, uh, those two ways. Is that... She is kind of painting herself to actually be a weird gold digger if we're to believe her story. Because this is when she would pretend he would potentially need her the most, right? Unless she did find out about this and was like, no, I'm out. Or he warned her that you got to get out now. And that's why she did get out. But of course, she wouldn't be able to tell us that because she can't say that. He was aware of these things and she was aware of these things. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot here to be dissected and there's a lot here I don't believe. I believe she did get tipped off and that's why she left when she did. Because otherwise she would have held that man's hand till he died. He cheated on her 10 years ago. He didn't cheat on her last week. I mean, I'm sure he cheated with other people too, but this was a real relationship. So... I don't buy any of this story. And it's, I, I just think like if all of what she's saying is true, that she would stay with him through this, through the most difficult part of his life that she says breaks her heart, that it's ending in this weird way. So, but Crystal's backing up the story is that, yeah. And the caretakers really suffer, you know, dealing with loved ones, watching them mentally decline. They get sick. You know, and Erica Jane says, yeah, I'm so fucked up mentally. I'm so fucked up. Like, 
But there's a little bit of it from an acting standpoint where I'm like, she's almost hops on Crystal's confirmation of like, see, yeah, yeah, I'm telling the truth. You see, you see, you hear that? And Garcelle says, if all those things happen, do you think that's why, you know, all these, you know, the stealing happened or the misappropriation of funds? And Eric goes, yes, I do. But it's like, so if the brain, like, but he just, this part didn't make tons of sense. And she goes, part of true brain trauma is making decisions you wouldn't normally do. Bullshit. This guy normally made bad decisions for 40 years, we're finding out. She goes, it's hard to watch someone go through this and there's nothing I can do to help. I tried. He's resisting everything still to this day. And then she corrects herself. From what I'm told, he's resisting everything still to this day. How would you know, Erica? She corrects herself. From what I'm told. When I came back from Broadway, we ate dinner every night. Things definitely changed. The refusal to acknowledge anything. Calls would I would get calls from lawyers, from his lawyers from the firm crying. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What a bizarre ending to his career, you know? And that is a b- bizarre ending to a career. Now, the Bravo docket, who I had on this week, and they were so, so great. They put up these slides earlier. You should go follow them on Instagram. But they said, and I liked what they were saying. So they said, in episode 11, uh, Erica mentioned that all attorney that an attorney from Tom's law firm called her crying and said, we have to do something. We may have some insight into what happened. Two former Girardi Keese attorneys, Keith Griffin and David Lira, who worked with Tom to represent the victims in the Lion Air case, may be held in contempt by the court, similar to how Tom was held in contempt for not dispersing their settlement fees. Both attorneys filed motions explaining how involved they were with the client's funds, which is where it gets interesting. Griffin argued that Tom was the only person in the firm authorized to sign checks and initiate wire transfers. He argued that the firm was not a partnership and that the exact corporate structure was unknown. So holding a salaried employee of the firm responsible for unpaid settlement funds was unfair and likely unsupported by law. Griffin detailed many memos he says he authored and sent to Tom with the exact amount of funds owed to clients. In November 2020, Griffin authored a memo where he told Tom this could not be more serious. Griffin resigned from the firm on December 4th, 2020. Lyra similarly argued that he was only salaried employee with no control over the settlement monies. When Lyra received an inquiry regarding payment of the settlement from one of the clients, Lyra questioned Tom, who said that the amounts would be paid and that Lyra did not need to worry about it. Lyra told Tom that the funds must be paid immediately. Lyra added that there were similar confrontations that escalated in intensity after the final confrontation. Lyra resigned from the firm on June 13, 2020. He noted that all he could do was demand that Tom pay their clients and he couldn't make the wire transfers himself. Lyra adds that after he resigned from Tom's firm, he let Jay Edelson know that client funds had not been paid. Edelson is the co-counsel on the Lion Air case who filed against Tom and Erica. Lyra also cc'd Tom's bookkeeper noting the same. As if it is not wild enough, Lyra is Tom's son-in-law and has not spoken to him since he resigned on June 13, 2020. The Bravo Docket's guess is that either Griffin or Lyra reached out to Erica to empathize to emphasize, sorry, emphasize how serious things had gotten and to try to get Tom to pay his clients. But that is purely speculation based on the narrative put forth in these two motions. I thought that was a little, that was kind of a fascinating tidbit. So, um, 
they they in you know she goes bizarre end of the career this law career they get up to go and garcelle says maybe you know since we're not go shopping let's get a mimosa and erica goes like yeah let's get a mimosa after all that shit and they're walking so this is the interesting part that we're going to get to lisa rinna bitching about there's a shot of them walking back towards their car about 30 feet away from the camera but they are still mic'd up, so we hear their conversation. Now, remember, we've had housewives on this podcast before that have said, you're mic'd up, you know that they can use any of that. You just know. So you got to be aware of that. Erica Jane has been on this show for more than five seasons. She's aware that she's mic'd up. You guys, she's aware. Also, you can see, I don't know if you guys know, but these cameras aren't like hidden cameras. You can like hear people moving with big cameras. And if Erica Jane was so, uh, you know, oh, no, oh, no, she'd be looking back. She'd be or she would just shut her mouth about, about the entire thing. So this is the conversation that we hear. She goes, um, I just wish all this pain would go away. I wish he would turn in his bar card and let's work it out. I have not talked to him and I can't. And he still calls me every day. And Crystal goes, he does. And Garcelle goes, he does. I had to ask my attorney to call his attorney. Please stop calling Erica. And in a talking head, Erica goes, I have not talked to him since the day I left, which is the truth. And then they go back to the scene and she goes, it's horrible. He says, I love you. I miss you. Come home. Are you sure? Are you sure leaving? Come home. I miss you. And she'll be like, you have to stop. You have to stop, honey. You need help and I can't give it. And Garcelle says, I'm so sorry. But now this throws a whole nother wrinkle in it. So she said on the show before that they have not talked since the day. But now he's calling every day, leaving messages. She still has the same number and he's calling every day. And we know the Tom Girardi voicemails, right? We heard those on this podcast of like, hey, I'm a friendly guy, you guys. Come on, champ. Like there's a lot of. So we know the guy loves to leave a voicemail, but he's leaving voicemails every day. I'm going to go out on a limb and say she is talking to him, you know, but this really, this, this adds a whole nother wrinkle to this story. Very, it deepens the mystery, if you will. Garcelle says, I'm so sorry. And there's a new scene. They pull up to the house. Now you got to pay attention to this because I had to watch it a couple times. Garcelle is in the house already, but we only know that from the audio. It's 2 p.m. Garcelle is in the house. Then all of a sudden Crystal and Erica come in and says, you beat us to Garcelle. And she's like, yep. So they obviously drove separately. This comes back into play later. All the other ladies come in and goes, hello. Did anyone buy anything? Well, no. And uh, somebody asked, did anyone buy anything? And Rinna goes, no. (laughs) And then she shows all of her bags. And then they're like, where's Kathy? She's like, Kathy is picking up tacos. God damn you. I love you, Kathy Hilton. You're picking up tacos? Stop being incredible. Stop being perfect. Erica goes, well, we need food right now. We can get down with some desserts. And Kyle goes, okay, okay, I'll go get to some desserts. So Erica is seated, putting on Fenty makeup. Sutton, no, sorry. So Garcelle is there. Crystal's there. And Erica's putting on makeup. And Garcelle goes, you sharing that Tom calls you is the saddest thing I ever heard. And Erica is continuing to do her makeup. She goes, yeah, it's bad. It's it's bad. (laughs) And Garcelle says, 
God, you got to feel like saying, stop the train. I want to get off. And Rino walks by and goes, I'd like to get off the train. <laughs> no one fucking asked you, Rina. No one asked. You don't even know what the train, like, don't, don't, uh, don't hop in. I'd like to get off the train. <laughs> Kathy pulls up with the driver and the driver helps her out with the taco bags, which I notice immediately are Del Taco. And Kathy's like, oh, I dropped some cheese there. I dropped some treat. And Kathy comes in and she's like, just with bags of Del Taco. It is like a fast food Santa. And Sutton says, Kathy does nothing that is not extra. I say, I say. She can't just buy eight tacos. She's got to buy 58. <laughs> I say, I say. It's like my husband couldn't buy one minor league baseball team. He had to buy two. They ask Kyle where she's going to spend Christmas and here. And she goes, no, in Aspen. And Erica goes, I'll be in Hancock Park in my little abode. Oh, fuck off. Honestly, still one of the bigger houses that I've never lived in that big of a house. Go, honestly, fuck yourself. You're lucky to be exactly where. Oh, I can't go to Aspen this year. (laughs) And Sutton goes, are you going to put up a tree at least? And she's like, someone gave me a pink tree. And Rihanna goes, Rihanna claps. She goes, they did? And Erica goes, I'm sorry, ladies. I'm waiting for a transcript, a very important transcript from the court case in Chicago. I think I know what it's going to say, but I don't want to say. And the talking head goes, when lawyers are talking, it's best to keep very quiet and close to the vest. You have to keep it close to the vest. And she goes, I may go back early, depending on what news I get. I might need to do some shit. And Garcel goes, I'll back. I'll go back with you if you want, if you want some company. Like, kind of really like an amazing friend. And Garcel all of a sudden goes, Erica, if you don't mind me saying, um... You know, she was sharing this beautiful thing that Tom still calls her. And Erica Jane kind of like immediately kind of like starts tearing up and she goes, Well, I do mind you saying that because I believe you're betraying my friendship. But please have your moment. Go ahead. And I at this moment was like, holy shit, Erica Jane is going to be livid when she finds out she's been on a reality show this five years. Fuck off, Erica Jane. There's cameras everywhere. You're mic'd up at all times. Don't even. I mean, it just, it sweeps any argument she has out from under her when all of these ladies know what happens when you're mic'd up. All of these ladies. Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. And Garcelle is very serious, not reacting at all, just shaking her head. And she's like, and she goes, go ahead, babe. And she goes, no, I don't, I don't. Wouldn't want to do that. And Erica says, So let me tell the fucking story. Tom calls me all the time. And I won't take his calls. And then she goes, You got it out of me once. And you want to do it again. (laughs) And Garcelle goes, That's not my intention. Don't fucking sugarcoat it, Garcelle. Don't fucking sugarcoat it, Garcelle. And Kyle in a talking head goes, I've seen Erica lose it. Oh, I've seen her lose it. It's just very weird. And we have a flashback of all the times Erica James lose it. Remember in China of like, you d- you don't know. You don't know what I go through at night. You don't know. And uh, the fight with Dorit. I say important shit. You say boring shit. 
And Kyle goes, I don't know why she gets upset. She gets triggered and she goes zero to 100. And that is truly it. That is the bizarre thing about Erica Jane, too, is that Erica Jane's misplaced anger is something she has become known for. It's almost like it's like a short circuit, which is fine, but she never understood. Like, this is when you like can't play dumb and stupid, and smart and dumb at the same time again. But it's like, is this just dumb, dumb? It's like you're getting mad at the wrong person. Like, we get that this is. Uh, a horrible circumstance, but it's like to lash out in these weird ways. It's almost like she's lashing out so hard to prevent other people from coming for her. And I believe she's going to do this with Sutton in for future episodes of like, Oh, what? Oh, what? I'm going to come. If you don't back up, I'm going to come for you lady. You know, I think she does. This comes lashes out so hard to be like, wow, this lady's crazy. I better not come for her. But it's just really bizarre. And she's starting to cry. And you're starting to see the tears. But my thing is, I think she's starting to the tears because she's realized she fucked up. She realizes she shouldn't have said something that she said. And that it's all like, oh, fuck. I'm getting actually called out on my bullshit. I'm actually like, and I think in a sense that is very sad for her because it's got to be very confusing to potentially keep up with all these lies. Think about that, right? We wouldn't be able to do it. And I think she's like, and it probably is a lot of stress day in, day out, especially on filming days, to try to keep up with all this shit. She must be under intense stress to try to put the message and the messaging out the way she wants it to be put out. And she fucked up. And I think that's where the tears, and it's probably all too much. That's the way I see it. You could also go the other way if she's just really sad that, like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's too much. And Garcelle's like, what the fuck? She's been, you know, what the fuck? She's been so open. She talked about Tom cheating and, you know, uh, you know, she's talked. Why wouldn't she want all of her friends to know? I don't I didn't understand. I'm really not trying to do this, you know. And Garcelle's like, this is not what I would ever want to do to you, you know. And Rena, of course, is just rubbing her back. Erica Jane's back. Remember Rena just fucking going to town on Denise? Rena's not doing that with Erica. Just rubbing her back. Just rubbing her little backy. And Erica's like, no. I was sharing a private moment. Something that I haven't said. Sometimes not everything is up for discussion. Just because someone tells me something about one of you doesn't mean I bring it up. <laughs> I just thought it would be funny if at this point everybody just looks at the cameras like, oh shit. Because everybody's just in that awkward place when you're like, oh fuck, there's a fight happening. You know, like we've all been, we're like, oh no, people are fighting. Oh fuck. And um, Eric goes, I've been very open. And Garcelle goes, yes, yes you have. And very honest. So think I think that was dirty. And Garcelle goes, Erica, uh, I get you're going through a lot. I understand. I, I said to you, but you didn't have to do it twice, Garcelle. You did it once. You didn't have to do it again. And Garcelle says, okay. I'll own it. I'll own it. You already got it. You already got it once. You didn't have to do it again. (laughs) 
I mean, this is a performance, you guys. Like, and because you know when you're like crying an ugly cry, and you're like, it almost feels good, and you're like, oh my god, like I'm really the human soul has taken over, and it's just like like tears. It's like you can't. I can't you know when you're a kid, I'd say this all the time. You're like, I can't stop crying. I want to stop, but I can't. And you're just trying to stop yourself. That's what's happening here. And it's just like a, it's a performance. And Erica, she's like, once, once, enough. And Garcelle goes, got it. And Garcelle, in a talking head, goes, you know, I thought I thought she would want to share it with the group. The, you know, the girls she's known the most, her friends she's known the longest. And Erica goes, there's only so much I can't take right now. I just want to go to the bathroom. And then she throws a hiccup. She goes, hiccup out of nowhere. I'm fucking hiccuping now. And Kyle goes, it's a lot right now. It's a lot. It's a lot. And Kathy goes, she she walks away and Kathy goes, I don't understand. Is this a phone? What is this about a phone call? <laughs> like, I mean, Kathy just breaks the tension immediately. The only thing would have been better if Kathy went, Boop. just like tooted. Boop. And Kathy goes, who did that? <laughs> Dorit, did you toot? I did not toot, Kathy. That was you. I smell the smeller. The smeller is the one who dealt it. <laughs> Dorit. Dorit says, if someone says something privately, if she gave you any indication, why did you bring that up, Garcelle? And Garcelle was like, you're making it like I did this intentionally. I never got told not to. And this is confusing, but this is so... Crystal chimes in and goes, you know, this is a misunderstanding. I knew Erica didn't want to talk about it. We drove in the car and she said, please don't talk about it again. But Garcelle wasn't there. And that's why I didn't talk about it. And it just went to the worst possible place. The worst scenario happened. Sutton says, I'm confused, people. I don't I don't get it. Who got reaction to this question like that? You don't react to a question like that, I say, I say, unless something else is happening. Detective Sutton just got an alarm in her head. What's going on? And then there is a cut to Erica. It's like, this is just amazing. There is like just shaky camera footage of a cameraman like come running into the back room where, you know, uh, there is a closed door where Erica's in the bathroom. Shaky camera footage like Blair Witch. And she's like, um, cho- he's like, ah, ah, ah. she's like, I'm trying. I'm trying to be open and honest. I'm trying to be open and honest. Which would be interesting if, like, behind the door, she's just calmly doing her nails. And she's just like, but, no, she's like, but remember, once again, I'd hate to be the bearer of, like, weird news, but she is mic'd up and she knows she's mic'd up. This is a Robert Durst moment, if you guys know what I'm talking about from the HBO series. Um where he was mic'd up and admitted he did a murder, but she is using it to her advantage. She is mic'd up, people. She knows. Because think about it. When you cry, I mean, I know some people do, but when I've cried, and I know I'm a strong, tough man, I know you're like, Ryan, how would you ever, you're so manly. You just cry. You're not like, I'm having uh, crazy tears. I'm going to say what I've been doing. You only say that if you know there's a mic on you. You know what I'm saying? But I will say chilling. A shot of a door with those subtitles on underneath it. Of It says, I've tried to be open and honest. And then it's like, <laughs> there's a shot of just the closed door. And it says, sobbing continues. 
It's beautiful, you guys. We are in the golden age of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Never give up on Real Housewives of New York. We can get it back to this kind of level. This is amazing. This is amazing, folks. Now, I got to throw in, that was the end of the episode, but I got to throw in what happened today. Lisa Rinna, to her Instagram stories, of course, jumped in. Of course. Okay, so Lisa Rinna put in her stories today, as Lisa Rinna does. And, you know, read this as the cackle. Dang it! <laughs> I wish they had shown the screaming fight between the producer and Erica last night on the show in La Quinta. Now that would have been epic TV. <laughs> Too bad. Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. <laughs> and then she goes, I'll get in trouble for this in five, four, three, two, one. And then she puts a wide eye. I don't know what emoji she puts. Okay. So this is referring to a fight that there's two ways to read this. When I first read it, I thought this was shade to Denise Richards because saying, okay, well, instead of having something real, Denise would stop and have a fight with the producer and say, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo, like we all saw. So that's one way of like, at least Erica's facing the music and not running from this. And you got, you know, so that's one way to take this. The other way, though, is to say this actually did happen when Erica was sobbing. Maybe she got out of that bathroom and then proceeded to have a huge fight with production. So allegedly, um, uh, Best of Bravo or uh, Maggie, uh, uh, I think I'm forgetting all these accounts, but she said that I think somebody reached out to her. It was probably Lisa, but saying that she did what happened was that that she didn't Erica didn't know they were being filmed. And that's like like they were being filmed from the back and didn't know that they were being filmed. And then that's why she told uh, Crystal not to say anything. And that is why all of that happened, because Garcelle was then told by the producers to bring it up in front of the ladies, which is possible. That is possible because you that is how these things work, is that they're like, oh, hey, will you bring this up to this person? We're trying to get this on. That That's part of this whole gig. Erica knows that. Erica's been told to ask things like that, you know, in, in her time on the show. So, and I think, but at the end of the day, she realized she blew it. So I think she had a huge fight with the producers. That could have been it as well. And that's what Lisa's referring to. But by the way, well, great. Lisa just blew it. Show us the footage then. Secrets revealed, baby. But also... Don't you think this footage can be subpoenaed now, or at least the audio? Because if there was a bravo, bravo, fucking bravo moment with Erica, remember, she is still mic'd up, unless this time she wised up and got unmiked. But I can't imagine they all got unmiked at once. Somebody's got to have the audio at this. And if that's the case, I feel like this could be used against her because she revealed something huge that Tom is con. Like, also, we just see that Erica now has a pattern of lying. Like, there's actual lies that she is getting caught in now. And I think she's realizing it. And I think it really goes downhill from here because next week's preview, we find out that Harry Hamlin has acrylic nails. <laughs> no, but we do get next week where Sutton's like, I say, I say, I don't know if I want to be around Erica and her financial difficulties. It's reeks of financial woes. Um, but I think it all starts crumbling. So, you know, you guys, I can't believe we did two hours almost, but I hope you enjoyed it. I know I was especially unhinged. I just get so excited about this. I hope you guys have the best effing weekend ever. I really appreciate you guys coming. If you're new to this podcast, I'm I'm sure you're weirded out right now, but I, trust me, you're, you're going to want to come back next Friday and the Friday after that. 
Thank you for supporting the pod. It has just been such a great week. I am living a dream and I'm busting my ass, but it is well worth it. And you guys are the best fan base ever uh, for the show. Not for me, but it's just like, I think a lot of us, we're aggressive, but we're, we're amazing people and we're brilliant people. So go have the best time this weekend. Please be safe. Uh, remember this, this thing is going around. Have fun with your loved ones. Just be safe. And uh, I will talk to you guys again on Monday for a pop culture roundup. And we have another great week of guests next week, you guys. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Have a good weekend. Betches.